Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Isle is a tale set on, on a remote island off the west coast of Scotland where three survivors from a mysterious sinking of a merchant ship find themselves stranded on a small, misty island. The Isle's four sole secretive residents have an, an old harbor man, a farmer, a, his niece, and a mad woman. Are anything but welcoming and reluctant to aid the sailors as they try to get back to the mainland. And that is the story, that is the setup behind this terrific film called The Isle. And we're joined today by the director as well as the co-writer of the film, and that would be Matthew Butler Hart. Matthew, I so hope you're on the on the line. How are you today? How are you today? <laughs> I am. I'm very well. How are you? I I am doing so. Uh, I'm doing well. I apologize profusely for the delay in getting you on here, and I uh, my my fault. But uh, thank you so much for being here. No, no, it's the beauty of uh, live broadcast. Uh, it is. Thank you for <laughs> understanding that. I I'm I'm, I'm mortified <laughs> that it did, that it was so bad. Anyway. Uh, the film itself is a beautiful film to look at. It is such a um, a well put together on so many different levels uh, with the look of it, the acting, and the story itself. It's based on an uh, old Scottish folklore. Tell us a little bit about the origins of the story and your adaptation of it into the Isle. Sure. I mean, it's based on lots of things. So we actually... Originally, we were invited to go and look at this amazing island off the west coast of Scotland, which is really hard to get to. But um, the guy who'd worked on our last film, Sue Down, said his family owned an island and they'd love something to be filmed on it. What we saw was definitely not what we expected. This extraordinarily beautiful, um, uh, almost abandoned island that in the 1800s um, had been a thriving community. And within the space of a few years, due to famine, the, the whole place uh, was just utterly deserted. Um, and so this guy's family has been sort of regenerating it with the help of the government. Um, and so there you know, all these little cottages, which are there in the 1800s, are still there. Um, so we started looking into the history of, you know, uh, you know why, why they left, and it was um, to do with this famine. And that reminded me um, of the, the Greek myth of um, Persephone, um, her mother, and, and the sirens. Um, so when Persephone is kidnapped by Hades down to the underworld, her mother, Demeter, um, wreaks a six-month famine, uh, or otherwise known as winter, um, on, <laughs> on the earth. So yes. that was sort of a starting sort of point. But we, we blended it with yeah, little bits of Scottish myths as well, and they have um, a myth called the Selkies, which is sort of similar to the Sirens, but it's sort of people sending into seals, which we didn't think would work as well. Um, on, on film, yeah. um, on a modest budget. So we sort of adapted it with, with um, Greek myths as well. But then the more we looked into the history of the island, um, we, you know, it's beautiful, but when the, when the light goes, it does get very creepy. Yeah. And we found out that a woman had been, in the 1840s, um, had been murdered somewhere and brought over to the island. No one knew who she was, and she was dumped in the old schoolhouse. So we'd sort of, uh, you know, take little bits from real history and Greek myth and Scottish myth sort of blended all together. But it was the island that sort of dictated where we went with the story originally. Well, certainly, and that, that's an important point. I, the island is it's, its own character. 
Yeah, that that's that's I mean not only do you have yeah. the, the sirens and you know the people who, who are living there and you have the 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 men from the from the ship but the island itself the the landscape the layout of it the the look of it uh takes on a, a life of its own and it's certainly an important part of telling this story just in terms of the we'll get into the story a little more but in terms of the logistics of of doing of making this film of making the isle what were some of the the challenges, the bigger challenges that you faced? I, I, was weather an issue for you? I mean, just sort of what were the the big? Because it feels like a film. It just it feels like a film that was not only a labor of love, but you were really wanted to capture the the uh, the essence of, w- of where you were. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know it's, it's always a cliche to say that the location is part of the you know a character, but that was always you know, right from the beginning because it is such an amazing island. But it's so different. Everywhere you point the camera, you have rugged mountains or forests, and it is a really hard island one to get to. Um, but once you're on there, because it's barely been touched since the 1800s, there's no roads. So everything is these old tracks that were laid 200 years ago. So you either have to walk or sort of quad around um, or get little boats around to the rocks and the shores. But also, yeah, because this is where it is, um, it has its own weird little ecosystem of weather. So one minute, it can be beautiful sunshine, and then within 10 minutes, you're in the middle of a Force 9 gale, which nobody had predicted. <laughs> um, and in the film, we, you know, we do capture a lot of that, which does make things hard when you're filming, but you know, it, it adds so much to the story and what we were trying to create. I mean, you know, we were incredibly lucky, well, one, that nothing bad happened to anyone, but also just... You know how, how the, the island was treating us um, when we first arrived. Well, we, we, we looked. Tori and I went up um, in June, and it was baking hot, and had this huge sea mist swirling through, which went, "Oh, that's what we want." <laughs> Obviously, when we filmed it in September, October, yeah, it, it was. I mean, I think you could see in some of the early scenes the trees are almost sort of bending right over to the wind and the waves. And, yes. Yeah, it's an extraordinary place to film. There's a lot of elements of the film. It is. It 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 had the ability of the the script and the actors to build in the tension into their into the characters into the situation a terrific cast of people i, I would be remiss if i didn't talk about yeah, yeah. some of the people in this they're really really good uh for me um there's there's a, a an actress here named tori butler hart huh i wonder uh, who's terrific in the film she's <laughs> she's a she's a uh, obviously a very integral part of the film and and her characters uh but also um i thought alex uh Alex Hall was uh, was they're all good. I don't mean to, I should, probably shouldn't just be singling out any one actor, but uh, there there's I thought he was terrific in the film. I thought he really was a strong character yeah. and, and and it and really has a real ability to project uh, sort of a, a bearing that he carries with him in this film that I just thought was terrific. And I imagine I'm just going to surmise from the location shoot yeah. and 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 the and the, that you really bonded. You all bonded in this in this effort. Uh, but talk about the the cast and 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 their efforts in this. But I would imagine this was a bonding experience for all of you. Oh yeah, hugely. I mean, um, we we shot some of the interiors actually um, on the mainland in a uh, house. Um, it was perfect for them because a lot of the the places up in Scotland were you know just not right or you know, safe to film in. But then the majority of it, the majority of the four-week shoot was up on this island, uh, which had no television, barely any Wi-Fi. So it was, and we were all staying in these, um, well, this one big house, really. Um, so, yeah, it was a huge, it was, yeah, it was an amazing experience for everyone. And we, we had to be quite sort of um, careful with who we picked cast and crew-wise because 
um, just because of the kind of film it was. And, you know, we, we were going to have to be trekking around on this island and on boats and in, you know, in, in the North Atlantic Sea. Um, but a lot of the actors we had worked with um, on our last film, Two Down, um, and but a few of them uh, we'd sort of found actually from uh, theatre. We'd sort of watched, because Tori and I both originally came from a theatre background. Um, and I think we, we liked that sort of camaraderie of the theatre experience. So we always try and infuse our films with that as well and have rehearsals and have time when we are all working together. And the cast as well, and the crew as well always, uh, you know, they genuinely got on board with, with um, what we were all sort of creating. I know that's a bit of a cliche, but, um, you know, because we were all there together and in the evening we were all playing chess by the fireside and having beers and things. So it was an amazing experience. And I think, I do think, you can see that on, on screen. Um, but we had such a short amount of time as well. That was the thing, because Alex Hassel, um, you know, our lead sailor, was about to go off and work with John, George Clooney on Suburbicon. I think we had a four-week window. And then uh, Conleth Hill was about to go off back to Game of Thrones at exactly the same time. So from being greenlit um, to, to starting the film, we had a four-week window to, to do the entire thing, so as in costumes and sets and me storyboarding and rehearsals and everything. So, and I think because of that sort of frantic pace and, you know, costumes and everything, um, I think that was a big bonding experience for everyone. Yeah. And I think we knew that, you know, we, we've been given a, a, an amazing chance to make a, a different kind of, um, well, you know, we call it a, a folk horror rather than a horror film. Um, you know, we had a great chance from the Great Point Media guys to go and make something a little bit different. And I think everyone could feel that. So, you know, people were working really hard and really responding to the material so yeah it makes an amazing experience yeah and i would think as a filmmaker i mean this is a this is a a a way for you to really be able to convey what you're what you want from your characters what where you want the story to go i also uh the look of the film i mean when you're in that such tight quarters you're spending a lot of time with each other uh that does present that opportunity for you Uh, and um and so, and it comes across on the screen. So I just that that part of it that it feels like the mission accomplished in terms of your ability to convey what you're after <laughs> and their 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 uh, their ability to do that for you. But the cinematography and is it, is it Peter Wallington? Do I have that correct? Um, there, your cinematographer. Uh, Pete, Pete Wallington, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's just a great look, and uh, and yeah, yeah. And, and again, I mean, it befits the look of, the, of what you were try, what you were going for with the sort of gothic horror in the film. Uh, he was able to really, uh, I, he just did a wonderful job of of. Uh, and, and I know that cinematographers and directors are almost symbiotic. There, there's there's almost a telepathic relationship between those <laughs> two. And I so he, he was able to. I really thought get get that across in in the work that he did here. So. Uh, it's a great look. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he does stunning work. We we worked we worked together before, and um, we both really wanted to sort of have a almost sort of seventies um, sort of feel and pace to the film and, and look of it. Those that, those are the references that we, we talked about. But yeah, Pete sort of um, as you say, it's almost like a telepathic uh, sort of understanding. Sometimes I just make noises, um, <laughs> and he sort of understands what I mean rather than the actual dialogue. Sometimes, so yeah, he did an amazing job. Well, uh, the film is opening here in Los Angeles. Today in L.A., it's also uh, at AMC's in Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, Houston, Kansas, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Orlando, but, um, but also VOD across, across America, which is amazing. Um, so, so we're delighted. So, you, oh, so people will be able to see this on video on demand. Oh, perfect. Okay, great, great. 
Uh, okay, well, exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I thank you so much for your time today. And well, by the way, one last question. And, and working with your wife, right, sure. uh, as co-writer and producer. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, I would assume from the, from what what the film is, is it, it's a great working relationship. Are you going to continue to sort of pursue that as part of your filmmaking uh, future and working together with with her? Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we we write all um, all of it, all our films together, and Tori produces, and as you know, is brilliant in them as well. So yeah, so we're writing new things at the moment, um, but we both have individual projects. She's got some brilliant um, scripts going on at the moment. So yeah, we 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 actually started working together, and then went to theatre, and then have ended up in films together. So um, yeah, it works. Wow. Well, thank you, thank you She's so smiling much. Smiling at me, something that. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you so thank much you. for your time today. Again, the film is called The Isle, and we've been speaking with the director and co-writer of the film, Matthew Butler Hart. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.